trial, Lord. We thank you that it has strengthened us all, Lord. And we just thank you you're a good, kind, merciful God, Lord. And we thank you that your powerful hand is upon Jessica, Lord. Father, turn it around, Father. One, one uh, touch of your hand in your favor, Father, can change in one day, Lord. We just declare that goodness and mercy will hunt her down, Lord. And we pray for the baby that's going to come in November, that she will be a healthy baby, a joyful baby, a baby full of your, your Holy Spirit, Lord. We touch her. Touch her, Lord. Touch the baby in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord. We thank you, Father. And we thank you, Lord, with the blood of Jesus. We thank you for the water, Lord. And we thank you for the baptism, the witness of the water, the witness of the blood. And, Lord, we do this and proclaim the death of Jesus Christ, Lord. Amen. He died on the cross willingly Amen. Amen. for us, Lord, with his love, demonstrated his love for us and demonstrated his love for the Father. Amen. And we have new life for that. And we take partition of the wine right now. Amen. And we thank you for the bread of life. We thank you that Jesus broke his body for us. We thank you, Lord God, that Satan is defeated by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. We are new creatures in Christ Jesus. Jesus died for us so we can have new life. We, we proclaim his death Amen. and we proclaim his life. Amen. He lives and he lives in our hearts forevermore. Amen. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord God, for your word. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. And we say yes and amen to all the promises. And Lord, we thank you for all our inheritance. We receive them, and we consent, yes, to your blessings. Thank you for your free grants. Amen. You grant us, Lord God, salvation and Amen. purpose and joy and laughter and all these great things. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for August 15 and today's reading. And we start with... Nehemiah 9.22. Anna, go for it. Okay. This is a productive morning. Then you, the Lord, helped our ancestors conquer kingdoms and nations, and you placed your people in every corner of the land. They took over the land of King Shehan of Heshbon and the land of King Og of Bashan. You made their descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and brought them into the land you had promised to their ancestors. They went in and took possession of the land. You subdued whole nations before them. Even the Canaanites who inhabited the land were powerless. Your people could deal with these nations and their kings as they pleased. Our ancestors captured fortified cities and fertile land. They took over houses full of good things with cisterns already dug and vineyards and olive groves and fruit trees in abundance. So they ate until they were full and grew fat and enjoyed themselves in all your blessings. But despite all this, they were disobedient and rebelled against you. They turned their backs on your law. They killed your prophets who warned them to return to you. And they committed terrible blasphemies. So you handed them over to their enemies who made them suffer. But in their time of trouble, they cried to you and you heard them from heaven. In your great mercy, you sent them liberators who rescued them from their enemies. But as soon as they were at peace, your people again committed evil in your sight, and once more you let their enemies conquer them. Yet whenever your people turned and cried to you again for help, you listened once more from heaven. 
In your wonderful mercy, you rescued them many times. You warned them to return to your law, but they became proud and obstinate and disobeyed your commands. They did not follow your regulations, by which people will find life. If only they obeyed. They stubbornly turned their backs on you and refused to listen. In your love, you were patient with them for many years. You sent your spirit who warned them through the prophets, but still they wouldn't listen. So once again, you allowed the peoples of the land to conquer them. But in your great mercy, you did not destroy them completely or abandon them forever. What a gracious and merciful God you are. And now our God, the great and mighty and awesome God, who keeps his covenant unfailing love, of unfailing love, do not let your hardships, do not let all the hardships we have suffered seem insignificant to you. Great trouble has come upon us and upon the kings and leaders and priests and prophets and ancestors, all of your people from the days when the king of Assyria first triumphed over us until now. Every time you punished us, you were being just. We have sinned greatly and you have gave us only what we deserve. Our kings, leaders, priests, and ancestors did not obey your law or listen to the warnings in your commands and laws. Even while they had their own kingdom, they did not serve you, though you showered your goodness on them. You gave them a large, fertile land, but they refused to turn from their wickedness. So now today we are slaves in the land of plenty that you gave our ancestors for their enjoyment. Amen to that. We are slaves here in this good land. The lush produce of this land piles up the hands of the king, piles up in the hands of the kings whom you have set over us because of our sins. They have power over us and our livestock. We serve them at their pleasure and we are in great misery. The people responded in view of all this. We are making a solemn promise and putting it in writing. On this sealed document are the names of our leaders and Levites and priests. The document was ratified and sealed with the following names. The governor, Nehemiah, son of Hakaliah and Zedekiah. The following priests, Sariah, Azariah, Jeremiah, Pashher, Amariah, Malkijah, Hattush, Shebaniah, Malak, Harim, Merimah, Obadiah, Daniel, Ginnath, Baruch, Baruch, Meshulam, Abijah, Mihamim, Mazahiah, Bilgai, and Shemamiah. These were the priests. The, the following Levites, Jeshua son of Azaniah, Benui, from the family of Henadad, Kadmiel, and their fellow Levites, Shebaniah, Hodiah, Kelita, Peliah, Hanan, Mika, Rehab, Hashabiah, Zakur, Sherebiah, Shebaniah, Hodiah, Bani, and Beninu. The following leaders Parosh, Pahath, Moab, Halam, no, Elam, Zatu, Benai, Bani, Asgad, Bebai, Adonijah, Bigvai, Adin, Atter, 
Hezekiah, Azur, Hodiah, Hashem, Bezai, Haripah, Anapah, Nebai, Magpiash, Meshulam, Ezir, Meshizabel, Zadok, Jadua, Pelatiah, Hanan, Hananiah, Hoshia, Hananiah, Hashab, Halohesh, Pilha, Shobek, Reham, Hashabanah, Masiah, Ahiah, Hanan, Anan, Malik, Harim, Noharim, and Banah. Then the rest of the people, the priests, Levites, gatekeepers, singers, temple servants, and all who had separated themselves from the pagan people of the land in order to obey the law of God, together with their wives, their sons and daughters, and all who were old enough to understand, joined their leaders and bound themselves with an oath. They swore a curse on themselves if they failed to obey the law as God issued by his servant Moses. They solemnly promised to carefully follow all the commands, regulations, and decrees of our of our Lord, our, of, of the Lord our Lord. We promise not to let our daughters marry the pagan people of the land and not to let our sons marry their daughters. We also promise that if the people of the land should bring any merchandise or grain to be sold on the Sabbath or on any other holy day, we will refuse to buy it. Every seventh year we will let our land rest and we will cancel all debts owed to us. Wow. In addition, we promise to obey the command to pay the annual temple tax of one-eighth of an ounce of silver. For the care of the temple of God, this will provide for the bread of the presence, for the regular grain offering and burnt offerings, for the offerings on the Sabbath, the new moon celebrations, and the annual festivals for the holy offerings and for the sin offerings to make atonement for Israel. It will provide for everything necessary for the work of the temple of our God. We have cast sacred lots to determine when at regular times each year the families of the priests, Levites, and the common people should bring wood to God's temple to be burned on the altar of the Lord our God, as it's written in the law. We promise to bring the first part of every harvest to the Lord's temple year after year, whether it be a crop from the soil or from our fruit trees. We agreed to give God our oldest sons and our firstborn of all our herds and flocks as prescribed in the law. We will present them to the priests who minister in the temple of our God. We will store the produce in the storerooms of the temple of our God. We will bring the best of our flour and other grain offerings, the best of our fruit, and the best of our new wine and olive oil. And we promise to bring to the Levites a tenth of everything of our land produces. For it's the Levites who collect the tithe in all our rural towns. A priest, a descendant of Aaron, will be with the Levites as they receive these tithes. And a tenth of all that is collected as tithes will be delivered to, by the Levites to the temple of our God and be placed in the storerooms. The people and the Levites must bring these offerings of grain, new wine, and olive oil to the storerooms and place them in the sacred containers near the ministering priests, the gatekeepers, and the singers. We promise together not to neglect the temple of our God. Amen. Whew. Wow, thank you so much for reading such a hard, especially the voices. Mm. Sarayan, and Masayan, and yeah. Bilgai, mm-hmm. Shemaya, Abijah. Mm. They were all priests. Yeah. Um, 
before we read that, we saw back and forth. This is a very historic way of uh, God's mercy. And kind of think, let me uh, read this because it is about God's task in our lives, the work that he's given us to do. And the wall, building the wall, and Nehemiah realized as he built the wall that it was God's, only God's help and God's working with them that accomplished his great task that was too much for them. And God has given us great tasks that are too much for them, and only he can build it. And we're willing workers that alongside he can work through us to accomplish his work. And let me read this right here. It says, how, how was God involved in Nehemiah's life? The book of Nehemiah vividly demonstrates that God is all-powerful and able to accomplish His will, both in individual lives and in nations. God gave Nehemiah favor in the eyes of a mighty Persian king so that the king responded favorably to all of Nehemiah's requests. Nehemiah 1.11, 2.8, and 18. Nehemiah then had the confidence to present his bold plan to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem and the people of Jerusalem responded positively, believing that God was able to give them success in rebuilding the walls and to protect them from their enemies. Nehemiah 2.20, 4, 4-5, and 9. They confidently continue with their work in spite of opposition because they knew that God fights for his people and frustrates the plans of the wicked. Amen. Nehemiah 4.14, 15, and 20. When the walls of Jerusalem were finished, Nehemiah recognized that the entire re difficult project was completed only because of God's help. Amen. Nehemiah 6.16 The leaders prayed in Nehemiah 9.1-38 because I'm praising God for His sovereign and powerful acts. God created the heavens and the earth, called Abraham from Ur, and gave the land to Israel. Nehemiah 9.6-8 and 22 to 25. This miraculous signs in Egypt in parting of the Red Sea and the provisions and guidance of food and water in the wilderness all demonstrate God's power over man and nature to provide for his people. Nehemiah 9, 9 through 15. The Lord has sent the Israelites into exile after generations of persistent sin. Nehemiah 9, 26 and 27. Now he was fulfilling part of his promise to restore them. Nehemiah 1, 8-9. Nehemiah had the confidence to pray and lead because he knew that everything that happened was part of God's sovereign plan. This same confidence in God's sovereign, sovereignty led Abraham to leave Ur and by faith go to an unknown land, caused Rahab to trust in God, and prompted Hezekiah not to give in to the demands of the Assyrian king, Shina Cherib. Genesis 12, 1-3, Joshua 2, 9-14, 2 Kings 18, 19, Hebrews 11, 8-10, and 31. Confidence comes when people believe that God will keep His promises, amen, and complete the work He has started in their lives, Philippians 1, 6. Amen and amen. Yeah, you just see God's mercy over the people, you know, at the beginning there. It just keeps repeating that. Um, uh, first of all, I'd like to point out that it says uh, in here in 29, it says, But they became proud and obstinate and disobeyed your commands. They did not follow your regulations by which 
people will find life, okay? You find life through the Word of God today. You know, a lot of people come in broken down in AA because of what they call property, prestige, money, property, and prestige. And they turned away, and then they get humbled by alcohol, and they come in totally defeated, lost all money, mm -hmm. shame, property, and there's no prestige. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then, and, and God gives them back money, property, and prestige, and again... You see people going around the mountain again. You know, they, they don't have time to keep come back and help the newcomer. They don't have time to run a meeting. Mm -hmm. There's more important taking trips. More important, got a new boat, got to maintain it. Mm. My new car, my new wife. You know, and all in all, we have to be totally convinced that we need to be in the front lines. Amen. You know, in the front burners of... AA and other people and uh, it's, a, it's a ministry if you save one you save about 40 people mm -hmm. and then those 40 people can touch you know and so if we want to respect God's law we praise him Amen. and that's we're, we're going to the to working with others and and wanting tools to work with others is respecting God's laws and praising what's right, you know, and it speaks volumes to others because it's free. We're not getting paid. We're like the Apostle Paul. He worked for his own way to minister to others, and he didn't take any money. It's like AA. We work for our own way. We minister to others. We don't take money. We just... Okay. First... I want to point out that, you know, this. the word's very clear about God and who he is because it says that you're... Uh, shortly after that, it says, "If they obey their, if only they obey, they stubbornly turn their backs on you, and you refuse to listen. In your love, you were patient with them for many years." Okay? Mm. And as you go down further, in, at the end of the paragraph, what a gracious and merciful God you are! And now, our God, the great and mighty and awesome God, who keeps His covenant of unfailing love. Okay, this is before Jesus died on the cross, so. It just seems like, you know, God is not a mean God. He's not an angry God. He's a God of mercy and unfailing love. And he has a covenant with his people, you know, that, that he keeps, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and I just, I just really love that. They really speak that here in the Word that says, uh, over here as I turn to, I think it's 25 or 35, even while they would have their own kingdom, they did not serve you. Though, okay, listen to this, you showered your goodness on them, you gave them a large, fertile land, but they refused to turn from their wickedness. So, um, he's a good guy. Very yeah, I like that when it points out, oh, you know, this writer in here just really brings out his heart. What a gracious and merciful uh -huh. God you are uh -huh. in 931. But in your great mercy, you did not destroy them completely or abandon them forever. And we see that, that people, you know, they say, well, I don't want to preach grace because uh -huh. people are going to take advantage of grace, right. you know. Uh, but, you know, the other side of the coin is to gratitude, is to count how many toes we have and mm -hmm. how many fingers we have and how close we got into losing or not even paying attention that uh, thanking God for the small stuff mm -hmm. 
activates a whole new world of inheritance, a whole new world of joy and laughter and goodness. You know, we truly do get what we think about, talk about what come about. This is gold, like Psalm 19 was speaking about. Uh-huh. You know, this is gold in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, no matter whatever you, your problem is, God is full of grace. He's full of mercy. First Corinthians 9, 9 through 19, and 10, 13, through 10, 13. Even though I, Paul, am a free man with no master, I have come a slave to all people to bring many to Christ. Amen. I have become a slave to all people to bring many to Christ. Servant. When I was with the Jews, I lived like a Jew to bring the Jews to Christ. When I was those who followed the Jewish law, I too live under the law. Even though I am not subject to the law, I did this so I could bring to Christ those who are under the law. When I am with the Gentile who do not follow the Jewish law, I too live apart from the law so I can bring them to Christ. Wow. But I don't ignore the law of God. I obey the law of Christ. Perfect. I don't ignore it. Perfect. When I am with those who are weak, I share in their weaknesses, for I want to bring the weak to Christ. Yes, I try to find common ground with everyone, doing everything I can to do to save someone. I do everything to spread the good news and share in its blessings. Don't you realize that in a race everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. But we do it for the eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I am not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after the preaching or to others, I myself might be disqualified. I don't want you to forget, dear brothers and sisters, about our ancestors in the wilderness long ago. All of them were guided by a cloud that moved ahead of them, and all of them were walked through the sea on dry ground. In the cloud and in the sea, all of them were baptized as followers of Moses. All of them ate the same spiritual food, and all of them drank the same spiritual water. For they drank from the spiritual rock that traveled with them, and the rock was Christ. Yet God was not pleased with most of them, and their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. These things happened as a warning to us, so that we would not crave evil things as they did, or worship idols as some of them did. As the scripture says, the people celebrated with feasting and drinking, and they indulged in pagan revelry. Revelry. And we must not engage in sexual immorality, as some of them did, causing 23,000 of them to die in one day. Wow. Nor shall we put Christ to the test, as some of them did, and then died from snake bites. And don't grumble, as some of them did, and then were destroyed by the angel of death. These things happened to them as examples for us. They were written down to warn us of who... Warn us who live at the end of the age. If you think you are standing strong, be careful not to fall. 
The temptation in your life are not different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, you will show. He will show you a way out so that you can endure. Amen. Yeah, you know, I think, um, I wonder about that verse because, um, Which one? It, the one, the, and God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. So I think that that is about temptation. Whatever temptations, you know, like if we go to Las Vegas and the casino, that's a temptation, right? Mm-hmm. Versus a trial is different, I believe. Mm-hmm. Because a trial is, you know, it, you go as you go through the trial, you you trust God more. You you there's a blessing at the end. Um, there's a development process that takes place that builds your faith. So I think you know, no matter what you go through in that trial, you know, God is drawing you close. But the temptation, I think, is a little little different. I don't know. Um. Yeah, it's really that's really good. I like that too. I always wondered too. I says, well, you know, like gold has to be tried seven times to purify it, you know. And the temptation might be nice. It might be nice to indulge in chocolate cake or uh, banana cream pie, and and uh, and the way out is to say, um, I thank you, Lord, that I want this. I praise you for this thing. I do want it, but I thank you, Lord, for your strength, your power, and. And we praise them for it, and, and, and they might dissipate. But on the other hand, God in his prayer, the Our Father, it says, Deliver us from evil and lead us not into temptation. And through Jesus Christ, we've been delivered from evil. Okay, mm-hmm. And now we need to be kept, maintained, deliver us not into temptation. Right. Um, because of Christ, we don't have to go into temptation no more. We're already purified in Him. Amen. So if we see ourselves in Him, you know, we, we, we don't have to go to self-esteem, low self-esteem. Our our confidence and relationship is in Christ, but it has to be a revelation. God has to open our eyes that we're there already. That we're the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. We stand in Him. Amen. And, and that's where we're getting today. That's where we're going. You know, we get up early in the morning to seek the temptation would be to sleep in. The temptation would be to to eat anything we want. Mm-hmm. The temptation would be not to seek the Lord with all our hearts, all our minds, and all our souls. Uh, at the beginning, you know, I really, um, I know you've talked about this before, um, and this is this is real good. You know, reading it in Corinthians where it says that um, I have become a slave to all people to bring many to Christ and um, it says um, even though I'm not subject to the law I did this okay so it says when I was with the Jews I lived like a Jew to bring the Jews of Christ when I was with those who follow the Jewish law I lived to under that law even though I'm not subject to the law I did this so I could bring to Christ those who are under the law when I'm with the Gentiles who do not follow the Jewish law, I too live apart from the law so I can bring them to Christ, but I do not ignore the law of God. I obey the law of Christ, which is love one another, right? So, it's 
like. Yeah, well, you just said it right there. <laughs> With the love of Christ, you can be in any situation mm-hmm. and minister to people. Yeah. You minister to a homeless man and say, hey, I can relate to you. You can minister to a person that's been wrong. You know, I can relate to that wrong, you know. Um, you go there to bring them out. Yeah, because it says, yes, I tried to find common ground. You know, and there's a lot of born-again Christians that are doing things that we wouldn't even know that they're in. In jail, in in Jehovah Witnesses, in Mormons and stuff. And, you know, God has his agents to, if you're, uh, but, you know, getting back to uh, murmuring, the Holy Spirit just told me that uh, temptation, because he just listed a bunch of things that happened to the people. And then he said, Mm -hmm. don't grumble. So there's a temptation to grumble. I think that's what he's talking about. uh Don't, uh, what is the other one? Don't, uh, uh don't grumble, don't uh, nor feasting don't and test drinking, Christ. don't test Christ, sexual immorality, yeah. okay, that you will not crave evil things as they did, or worship idols as some did. Those are temptations, right? Right. The people celebrated with feasting and drinking and they don't and pagan revelry to go, that's. So those are the things we must not engage in sexual immorality, nor should we put Christ. And don't grumble as some of them did, and they're destroyed by the angel of death. Mm-hmm. These things happen to them as example for us. They are written down to warn us who live at the end of the age. So we are. Oh, that's beautiful. I, I didn't I miss that when I was in the room. Yeah, the Holy Spirit just brought it to my yeah. attention. If you think you're strong and you're mighty, careful not to fall. You, these temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. Yeah, okay. He bring it. I was wondering, <coughs> you know, wow, he's it's being brought up here again because it it does get brought up in the Psalms a lot about what happened to the people in the wilderness and how God opened up the Red Sea for them and how He gave them water for the rock. Even in Nehemiah right now, yeah. and God is faithful; He will not allow the temptation to be more. What temptation? Grumbling, Grumbling. lust, reverie. Mm-hmm. Worshiping gods, okay, complaining. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Because drinking and feasting, we we tempted with a drink. We're feasting with a Miller High Life. Oh, I wish I could have a Miller High Life. Tall boy with a hooter. You see, that's temptation to me. Mm-hmm. <coughs> it says these things happen as a warning to us, so that we would not crave evil things as they did, or worship idols as some of them did, as the scriptures say. So, wow, that's just really good right there. Why don't you read the uh, today's study, see if it has anything in it, please. I just had another point for I'm sorry. So that, that, that makes sense. Is those things are the temptation. There's difference when you go through a trial, you know, a, a trial. Okay, so let me read this. Okay, well, well, you know what, let's, let's, let's categorize them. Okay, one of them is grumbling. Mm-hmm. Grumbling. Even testing Christ. He says, not, nor should we put Christ to the test, as same as some of them did, and then they died from the snake bites. <laughs> and that's beautiful that he takes, you know, that's kind of another point there. He takes Christ back to the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. As I am lifted up, as Moses, as Moses did, they will look at me and they will be saved. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. Mm. Okay, so... Uh, to avoid that, we, uh, we, we're not looking at Christ. Yeah. Temptation to not to look to Christ, right? Right, right. That's testing Christ, not 
Testing Christ is not like I told Anthony. I said, look at the cross and his blood. Mm-hmm. When you're not looking at your testing Christ, that it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the test is that you're getting a mouthful of gravel in your life. Okay, to test oh, Christ. To test Christ is not to look at him. It's not to look at the cross. Yeah, you know, I really like when it, it, it talks about, um, when he went back to explain in the Testament here, he said, all of them were guided by a cloud that moved ahead of them, and all of them walked through the sea, not on dry ground. In the cloud and in the sea, all of them were baptized as followers of Moses. All of them ate the same spiritual food, and all of them drank the same spiritual water. It says, for they drank from the spiritual rock that traveled with them, and that rock was Christ. A lot of some, Isn't that awesome? Amen. And some ministers say a rock literally follow them. But you know, Jesus can be, Jesus said, I will go with you. And he can touch any rock, any ground to make yeah. it water. Why should right. he have a physical well, rock and, and, following him? Yeah, and remember, we have the two times that Moses struck the rock. Mm. He, first, he had to strike the rock to get the water, remember? Yes. And I, I believe that, you know, the teaching we heard from just Princess. There's two differences here. One is he had to, to strike the rock, and that was like a refle- um, a symbol of Jesus being hit at the cross. You strike the wa- rock, okay? And But when he got to the, the second part, when he had to, he said, God said, speak to the rock, okay? So in the New Testament, now we speak the word of God to, to make things, you know, come to pass. We take God's word and the promises. But God got mad at Moses because Moses was... Um, Christ had already been exalted, so all he had to do was speak to the rock. So he disobeyed God, not showing God's grace to the people. You know, the, the, the hitting of the rock and getting mad at the people was not showing God as a gracious God. So um, that those are the, the two uh, comparisons. Beautiful. I broke down what you made me. It says right here. What in essence, what, what we're saying is, do not demand or make demands on the rock, like a little child with grumbling, mm. but to praise Jesus, who is the rock. Mm. Amen. And then you, you will not test Christ; you will look at Christ, and you will bypass your grumblings. You will bypass. You praise Jesus that He is the rock, and you're standing on the rock. Once we're standing, we're not making demands. All of them, yes, yes, yes. Very good. Wow. I like the way it says we drank, ate the same spiritual food and drank the spiritual mm-hmm. water. Really mm-hmm. interesting. For they drank the spiritual rock that traveled with them, and the rock was Christ. Again, there it is. He's giving us the key. Mm-hmm. They were eating Jesus' body mm-hmm. and Ooh. drinking his blood. Beautiful. You know, his in here. So they drank the spiritual rock that traveled with them. So when you praise Jesus, you, you drink the spiritual rock. <laughs> and you know why? And what does the scripture say? Those who, who are thirsty come, and you'll never be thirsty again when he told the woman at the well. When you drink from this, you drink from the Christ, you'll never be thirsty again. Right? Amen. And then living waters. Living waters. You'll never be thirsty. Christ is our living water. Out of our belly shall flow rivers of living water. So... That is an amazing revelation right there. Wow. Amen. This so is right a good Bible so study. Right away, we, let's go again. Let's, we're, we're okay. Uh, we got to tell people. Mm-hmm. 
uh, sexual immorality, grumbling, complaining, your own efforts, okay? self-efforts, self uh, having idols before them, other gods, your job, people, putting your hope on people, you know, and it's, and it's a piece of cake. All you got to do is look at the cross and praise Jesus for 15 minutes and, ask, and thank Him for your problems. And then you will eat the same spiritual food as we're eating, and you will drink the same spiritual water that God will refresh you, and the rock will travel with you, and the rock was Christ. Amen. Okay, at the end of 1 Corinthians 9, Paul seems to emphasize, I'll go ahead and read it, contradictory things, freedom and discipline. In verses 19 to 22, Paul asserts that he has freedom to do anything. And in verses 24 to 20, he emphasized a life of strict discipline. On the one hand, Paul feels free to live like a Jew or a Gentile when it is appropriate. In either lifestyle, Paul fulfills the law of Christ to love God and love others. On the other hand, Paul practices radical self-discipline. He is rigorous with his own body so that it will do what it should. So how do freedom and discipline fit together for Paul? For Paul, both freedom and discipline were important tools to be used in God's service. In your life, do you enjoy your freedom from its own sake? Or do you use it for God's purposes? Do you discipline your body or the other resources you have? If so, for what purpose? The goal of Paul's life were to glorify God and bring people to Christ. Everything centered around these goals. That's how we're functioning today, our life and our purpose. Amen. He brought another point, but it, it left me. Actually, it's love. When you have love for others, we have patience in their reverie. We have patience in their lostness. Mm. We have patience in their ugliness, right? Mm -hmm. Like Jesus, we read the other day, he was with the tax collectors, the mm -hmm. publicans, and the sinners. And he was a friend of them. Mm -hmm. So what's the most simpler thing? Yeah. It was love that he was prompted with. Yeah, but it also, we were just reading in the Old Testament where it says that, um, you know, it said here, back here in the beginning, it said um, that the people, they did not follow your regulations by which people will find life if only they obey. They stubborn, stubbornly turn their backs on you and refuse to listen. In your love, you were patient with them for many years. So God is a patient God. Serbia? She's talking. She's dinner. She's talking on the phone. Mm -hmm. She's thinner. She's not the same person anymore. Mm -mm. She's not. Oh, God bless. Sylvia's just walking by in front of us. Yes, Lord. Some good lady we've been. First time I met Sylvia, she was walking across the street with a couple of boards and a big bag. <laughs> and she was going to go catch the bus. I mean, these were big boards, man, yeah. three and a half, four feet. And she can tell. She can hardly hold them. It two was a of hot them. day. I, I went over and I offered to take her wherever she's going. So I took her to Azusa, to her home. And that's how we befriend her. She has come to the house with her daughter and with her problems, and we gave her a New mm -hmm. Testament. And she was bloated up, you know, like a ball. And right now she just passed by. She's talking on the phone. She's, she's slimmer, and she's focused on the things of God Amen. and life by mm -hmm. thanking God for the problems. Yeah, and she went through a lot of trials, too. 
from her foot being broken to and her what daughter's And what did we do when her foot was broken? What did we Thank do? Thank God for the... Uh, did we help her momentarily? Yeah. How yeah. much? Um, we took her to the hospital when she needed her appointment. And we gave her a couple hundred dollars? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that seed. 250 200 Yeah. Wow, babe. We did that. I completely like... We blessed her to help yeah. her home. See? See, that's why we didn't have to go through their little parties and so forth. You know, we, we were there at these big emergencies. The something. I'm still going to get the baby something when I get something on sale or whatever. Yeah, but she's wow, going to be a I grandma. Forgot, forgot about that seed. Yeah, look, look the beauty. You saw right now, we saw a, a woman, not a pushed around immigrant, but a yeah. woman. Oh, yeah, and I remember the time that we, um, this must have been over a year ago where I went to court with her and she called me up on the phone. She was really upset that she was afraid of this test. A thing that had happened to her 10 years ago was now being brought up in the court system. She was with somebody who shoplifted and she was terrified about that. And I remember it was like the next day or because so. Because she doesn't she, have her papers, right? That's what right, she, that was what the issue was. And so I think the next day or that Friday, or whatever the day was for court, I went with her to court. You, you dropped us off, and um, and we went. We sat in there, and her daughter came. But it was like, you know, I helped her deal with that, going through that. Let's go through it. Let's trust God, you know. And she went right through it, and it, you know, it just it was it hurt my heart to see her so upset and fearful that you know something bad was going to happen to her. And look at her, like you said, what, this is this is a fruitful relationship, <laughs> right? Yeah, we were worried, we're, out of our way for we were worried about her foot that they mm -hmm. may, you know, it wouldn't heal. She she sprang her ankle. So we prayed about it, took it to the hospital. And reason why she's got what six kids? Yeah, she's got grandkids now, kids. and they're all very young. Yeah. They're they're in their mm -hmm. fifteen years old, right. having kids, sixteen right. years old. <laughs> Okay, praying the Psalms. Re remind yourself of God's greatness. Reflect on His work in your life. Pray for those who are, have not tasted God's goodness yet. We pray for those lost. Psalm 34, 1 through 10. I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak His praises. I will boast only in the Lord that all who are helpless take heart. Come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt his name together. I prayed to the Lord, and he answered me, and freed me from all my fears. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. In my desperation I prayed, and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. For the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. All the joys of those who take refuge in Him. Fear the Lord, you His holy people, for those who fear Him have all they need. Even strong young lions sometimes go hungry, but those who trust in the Lord will lack no, no good, good thing. thing. Amen. Amen. No good thing. Proverbs 21:13. Those who shut their lives and their ears to the cries of the poor will be ignored in their own time of need. Mm. Wow. Blessed be the word of the Lord has gone forth today. Thank you, Lord, that your word says we have what it says we have. We are what it says we are. 
And amen. we can do what it says we can do in amen. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Greetings, family. Welcome to today's podcast. My name is Fernando. I am an alcoholic and your secretary for this meeting. August the 1st. Let us uh, thank God for our recovery. <clears throat> thank our higher power. Let's take a minute to thank our individual higher powers for this. We made it another month and, and going into uh, another year, a half of it. Let's go ahead and thank God. Thank God for the uh, the program. Thank God for the uh, fellowship. Thank God for our lives, just what's left. Thank you, God. We just ask God to bless what's left and that we may give it to God, as step three says, the prayer. And then this way, he can turn around and distribute it to others and they can have life. Let's go ahead and pray step, uh, the third step prayer, please. God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, of thy love, of thy way of life. May I do thy will always. Amen. Reading from Daily Reflections, AA.org, Living It. The spiritual life is not a theory. We have to live it. Alcoholic Knowledge, page 83. When new in the program, I couldn't comprehend living the spiritual aspect of the program, but now that I'm sober, I can't comprehend living without it. Spirituality was what I had been seeking. God, as I understand Him, has given me answers to the whys that kept me drinking for 20 years. By living a spiritual life, by asking God for help, I have learned to love, care for, and feel compassion for all my fellow man, and to feel joy in a world where before I felt only fear. Really interesting. And there's a passage from an old book that says that God came down and he said, he said, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I'm giving you is a gift the world cannot give you. So don't be troubled or afraid. From the Bible, John 14, 27. I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. Or the booze, or the sex, or the job, or the physical fitness cannot give. So do not be troubled or be afraid. Peace of mind and heart. A program that gives, spits out peace in mind. That's what happened to me, folks. The program worked. I got peace of mind and heart to the best of my understanding. All right, I'm going to read you a story about the parade in my head. <laughs> out of the grapevine, 2019, November. It says, one of my favorite bumper stickers reads, meditation is not what you think. (laughs) Having attempted meditation on and off for years and having read a lot about it, rather than trying to control and enjoy my thinking, I have come to the conclusion that meditation is a simple matter of just watching what I think, watching the parade go by. I recently read that most people think about 200 thoughts a minute. 
and that 90%, 95% of our thoughts are repetitive. So by my account for the hour I lay awake last night watching my thoughts, about 12,000 of them parade through my head and 11,400 of those were redundant. My lines of thinking typically have themes, which for last night was things to worry about. I wish I could report that there are acrobats of happiness, marching bands of well-being, and columns of contented clowns parading through my nights, but those folks never come to town without an intentional invitation. So, knowing how I think, I'm learning how to watch the parade. For example, I know that every 10 minutes while I lie there wide awake in the middle of the night, my work, let's call it an elephant, comes into view. Although my tendency is to leap forward and jump on every elephant's back, such as worry about financial insecurities, I find that it remains on the sidelines and watch. I remain on the. I find that if I remain on the sidelines and watch the elephants appear and disappear, I don't spend 15 minutes writing them, worrying about the multitude of difficulties associated with elephants, such as, am I going to get fired tomorrow? which then influences how I function at work the next day. Don't get me wrong, the elephants still show up every 10 minutes. I just don't feed them as much. So there are less elephants droppings to take to work the next morning, which my co-worker appreciates. The middle of the night is a great time to watch your thoughts, so long as you don't latch on to any of them. I have just as many or more thoughts during the day but in the light of the day, I'm distracted by all the things I'm doing, which presents yet another challenge. At night, I have only my thoughts to keep me company. So I practice a type of disengaged meditation. I simply watch the random thoughts pass through my mind. By not engaging in the thoughts, I find that they don't grow and turn into fear, anger, frustration, worry, or resentment. A 15-second long thought that has no weight and is so much nicer than a 15-minute long woolly mammoth that will smother me in my sleep. Again, a 15-second long thought has no weight and it is so much nicer than a 15-minute long woolly mammoth that will smother me in my sleep under its weight. Hey, it's still insomnia, but it's so much lighter without the heavy baggage of emotional engagement. And I found yet another opportunity to practice the Alcoholics Meditation, which was first published in the November 2010 Grapevine, and it is a related article entitled Step 11 to the Rescue. In Grapevine in 2013, that is late at night when I need a reprieve from a negative train of thought, I engage the positive parade of acceptance and gratitude by breathing in, welcome, and breathing out, thank you. Breathing in, welcome, and breathing in, <clears throat> breathing out, thank you. Meditation. I actually somewhat control the types of thoughts coursing through my mind. Should you choose to meditate this way, here is a cautionary note. There may be pink elephants riding on pink clouds in late night parades, focusing on acceptance and gratitude. N.L. from Wrightwood, K.
California. Woohoo! All right. When my thoughts persist, I say, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for those thoughts. Thank you, God. Yep. You know, I don't say anything towards the, the thought. And that's excellent. Don't feed the thoughts. Feed the thoughts, those good words, like the, uh, if I feed a bad thought with a good thought, then it's just a reminder. The bad thought becomes a good thought. We have Ogmandino that said, a habit has to be coaxed with another habit. So a bad habit has to be coaxed with a good habit on top of it. When my bad habit of worrying to go to sleep pops up, I have to not not go in that thought, okay? Don't engage. And then just start thanking God for the new thought, which is the new thought is, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Jesus. That, you know, and the book says that those words are seven times stronger than my thoughts. And it's proven to be true. Amen. Okay, uh, moving right ahead, right along. We're going to go ahead and read Proverbs 1 from the Message Bible. You like guys like the Message Bible? Thank you for cooperating with me. <laughs> In this August the 1st, I'm getting ready to go do two park meetings. I got an AA meeting that I have to run. Our secretary has COVID, so I got to take his place. I am making coffee for that meeting. Hopefully, the uh, the gals from the recovery home will come in, so I'll have to buy some extra donuts if they show up. They usually text me when they're coming. And then I do the Al-Anon for the older people that come in. Maybe five or six of them come to the park, and we do a meeting back-to-back. So preparation is the key for me, especially a wanting to be of service, not groaning and crying in my soup. Proverbs 1. Let's go ahead and pray the um, the seven-step prayer, please. My creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character that stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me the strength as I go off from here to do your bidding. Amen. These are the wise sayings of Solomon, a manual for living. That's what I was looking for all my life. These are the wise sayings of Solomon. Again, David's son, Israel's king, written down so we so will know how to live well and right. To understand what life means and where it's going. A manual for living, for learning what's right and just and fair. To teach the inexperienced the ropes and give our young people a grasp on reality. There's something here also for seasoned men and women. Still a thing or two for the experience to learn. Fresh wisdom to prove, probe, and penetrate. The rhymes and reasons of wise men and women. Start with God. The first step in learning is bowing down to God. Only fools thumb their noses at such wisdom and learning. 
Pay close attention, friend, to what your father tells you. Never forget what you learn at your mother's knee. Wear their counsel like a winning crown, like rings on your fingers. Dear friends, if bad companions tempt you, don't go along with them. If they say, let's go out and raise some hell, let's beat up some old men, mug some old woman, let's pick them clean and get them ready for their funerals, we'll load up on top quality loot, we'll haul it home by the truckload, join us for the time of your life. With us, it's share and share alike. Old friend, don't give them a second look. Don't listen to them for a minute. They're racing to a very bad end, hurrying to ruin everything they lay their hands on. Nobody robs a bank with everyone watching. Yet, that's what these people are doing. They're doing themselves in. When you grab all you can get, that's what happens. The more you get, the less you are. Lady Wisdom goes out in the street and shouts. At the town center, she makes her speech. In the middle of the traffic, she takes her stand. At the busiest corner, she calls out. Simpletons, how long will you wallow in ignorance? Cynics, how long will you feed your cynicism? Idiots, how long will you refuse to learn? About face, I can revise your life. Look, I'm ready to pour out my spirit on you. I'm ready to tell you all I know. As it is, I call, but you turn a deaf ear. I reached out to you, but you ignored me. Since you laugh at my counsel and make a joke of my advice, how can I take you seriously? I'll turn the tables and joke about your troubles. What if the roof falls in and your whole life goes to pieces? What if catastrophe strikes and there's nothing to show for your life but rubble and ashes? You'll need me then. You'll call for me, but don't expect an answer. No matter how hard you look, you won't find me. Because you hated knowledge and had nothing to do with the fear of God. Because you wouldn't take my advice and brush aside all my offers to train you. Well, you made your bed. Now lie in it. You want it your own way. Now... How do you like it? Don't you see what happens, you simpletons, you idiots? Carelessness kills. Complacency is murder. First, pay attention to me and then relax. Now you can take it easy. You're in good hands. That was King Solomon, my sponsor. Let's go ahead and pray out with the Lord's Prayer, please. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Keep coming back, family. It's working.